You're listening to a message from Grace Church of North Brunswick, where people are empowered, impacted, and enriched through the good news of the gospel. To learn more about Grace Church, visit our website at gracechurchnv.com. And now we hope that you enjoy this message. Last week was Pentecost Sunday, but it really wasn't Pentecost Sunday, to be honest with you. And Easter really wasn't March 27th. Uh, just Easter comes after the Passover, and the real Pentecost is in June. But it's fine. We should celebrate it every week. Because God was saying to me, and the Holy Spirit was saying, hey, what about me? You know, there's holidays for Jesus, 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 and that's great, because Jesus and the Holy Spirit are the same. But Pentecost should be a holiday. Like a holiday. Like the Holy Spirit came and the church was born. Let's not shortchange the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going away. It's going to get even better. I'm sending the Holy Spirit to you. And when he came, that was a really important day. Amen. So when the real Pentecost Sunday comes here, let's celebrate. Why should the Holy Spirit get shortchanged? Why should we forget and not be aware of the fact that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us? And last week we talked about being more aware of the Holy Spirit. Last week when I was preaching my Fitbit, I went through 10,000. How many of you have a Fitbit or something like that? You know what? It hits 10,000 and you go, it's like, hey, congratulations. On Thursday it said, you got a badge. You just walked longer than the penguin walk, which I don't know what that is. (laughs) But it was like, but to be aware of the fact that the Holy Spirit if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, that the Holy Spirit finds you worthy enough to live inside of you, inside of me, look at the person next to you and say, you look great today. Have you put your faith in Jesus? Because if you have, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Whoa! I said, whoa! Think about that for a second. If we put our faith and trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is where? In us. All we have to do is be more aware of that. I want to come up with a Christian Fitbit, a spiritual Fitbit that every once in a while goes, did you pray today? Did you read the word today? Did you know you're filled with the Holy Spirit? And then like a really loud voice, I love you. Think about it. Because we forget. This thing has revolutionized my life. Why? Because it makes me aware when I'm not moving. You know what happens if I lay down and, and eat cheese doodles and use the remote with this hand? All of a sudden I get this buzz. And it says, let's get moving. <laughs> now, I don't hear a voice, but it, it, to me it sounds like my wife. Like, <laughs> let's get moving. I don't know why. It just does sound like her. So encouraging. It is her. Yeah, man, you're probably right. You know what? Actually, I should go shopping more. There's steps, like in the mall. I mean, you, that must be a million steps in the mall. You know, that's a great workout. Except every time I go into the store, I'm looking for that seat. Why don't you have a seat here for the husbands? But praise God, we got to be more aware of the Holy Spirit. 
who has chosen us and, and we are worthy enough that he would live inside of us. And we talked last week in John 16 about how he came to convict the world of sin. It's not our job to tell everybody what they're doing wrong. It's our job to live the Holy Spirit-led life. And people will just fall down. Like Peter, when Jesus said, put the net on the other side of the boat, and there was a big catch, and the miracle was done. And Peter just said, I'm not worthy. Jesus didn't say anything to him. But he was in the presence of perfection. So there are people that just come into church, you don't have to tell them what they're doing wrong. Just the sense of the Holy Spirit. When we are really living and walking in the Holy Spirit, people will just repent on their own. Amen? Because it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. Convicts the world of sin, but convinces us of our righteousness. How many of you need to be reminded? You know, Pastor Kevin and Pastor Alicia, throughout the service this morning and our first service, you heard about how God loves you. And has called you worthy. That's the hardest thing for me a lot of times, everybody. To think I'm worthy? I mean, before I knew Jesus, there was no chance. But now that the Holy Spirit lives in my heart, and if I actually listen to him, he'll say, you know what? God loves you. I'm here to remind you that Jesus died for you. And that I have chosen to live inside of you. And if I choose you, you are worthy. If the holy, consecrated, set apart, perfect spirit of God can live inside of you. Oh my gosh. What a revelation. What a revelation. One day we'll all be an army rising up. <laughs> like that song, they say, there's an army rising up. And the Lord said to me, there is an army. You are an army rising up because you have all you need inside of you now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we're in chain-breaking Grace Church of North Brunswick. Pray for everyone that came in here today. If anyone doesn't know Jesus Christ and isn't filled with your Holy Spirit, that they would leave today with Jesus and with your Holy Spirit. If anyone came in here today suffering physically, financially, emotionally, socially, uh, depressed, oppressed in any way, Father, they would leave realizing, wow, I am worthy. Jesus died for me. His Holy Spirit lives inside of me, and that Holy Spirit voice is the voice I hear that says that I am righteous in God's sight. We pray that it would be that for them, that every work of the devil will be broken over their life. Father, speak through me to your people by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And Jesus went on to say in John 16, 13, when the spirit of the truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will teach you, he will lead you, he will usher you into all truth. How many of you know there's a lot of lies floating around? And how powerful are lies sometimes? Sometimes, you know, gossip can be very powerful when people believe it. Things will start out and say, well, this person said this to someone, and by the time it gets to you, it's like, they hit them over the head. And then you believe it, and right away, you start to judge someone or have a feeling towards somebody when you never even checked to see if it was true. That's how powerful lies can be. And Satan is the father of lies. He has little baby lies. 
And honey, you were saying that you see little links on the chain that are holding people back. My first thought were, those are little lies. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. But little lies can become a chain on you. When you believe them, you give them power. How much more, though, when you believe the truth, the word of God, the good news? The world is changed when you believe the truth. Psalm 19, verse 160 says, the sum of God's word is what? Truth. The total of the full meaning of all his individual teachings. And every one of them endures forever. Listen, lies only last for a moment if you don't listen to them. But his word and his truth and his grace and his love and his favor is for a lifetime. And all you got to do is believe it. All you got to do is believe it, speak it, and live it. Jesus prayed in John chapter 17, verse 17. In John 17, 17. He said, sanctify them. He was praying for those that he just told them, look, the Holy Spirit's coming. He's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to live inside of you. He's going to come alongside of you. He's going to remind you of who you are in Christ. He's going to remind you of the truth. He's going to remind you of everything I said and did. He said, sanctify them by your truth, your word, your logos, your message, your good news is truth. How many of us have got bad news this week at least once? Raise your hand. Come on. That's it? I want to hang out with you. All you hear is good news? get bad news all the time. The only thing I can counter, counter it with is this good news that lasts forever. And then I, my faith and trust is in. And the Holy Spirit reminds me of the good news. Last Sunday, I was like, bad news was, was overwhelming me. And, and when they prayed for me, and they said, the chains are broken over your life. In the name of Jesus, it was like a reminder of the good news. Why? Because they were all filled with the Holy Spirit telling me what I needed to hear. We need to be reminded of the good news. That's why Jesus said, I'm sending, it's going to get better. Because I'm going to send someone who's going to be with you all the time. One of our dogs died. Uh, it wasn't a cat, so it's okay. No. <laughs> one of our dogs <laughs> one of our dogs died and now the other dog is like it's like Alicia's shadow everywhere she goes everywhere she goes that dog goes it's kind of like Jamie and Maria Roman <laughs> wherever Jamie goes Maria goes wherever Maria goes Jamie goes and, and the Lord oh my God where is she where is she she's not here oh. she's either in jail or, oh, you got one of her kids. Okay. These two like we're on Facebook all the time. They're just, BFF, BFF, forever, ever, And I just put a little, like, emoji there with my eyes rolled up. Please. <laughs> Enough already. But that, that's how it should be with us and the Holy Spirit. We should be talking about them all the time. We should be thinking about them all the time, believing them all the time, hearing them all the time. Amen. Jesus said, sanctify that. I, my interpretation is sanctify. Sanctify them. How many of you are saints? How many when the saints go march? Wait, let me ask you again. A baby. How many of you are saints? Yeah. 
You put your faith and trust in Jesus, you're a saint. When you're, hey, teens, when your parents yell at you, say, I'm a saint. Stop doing that. I'm a saint. <laughs> but um, we are. We're saints. And we're being sanctified by the truth. You know what helps us to be more and more like Jesus? To be reminded more and more that he died for us. To be reminded more that he loves us. Not to remind us more and more about our sin. Because that just puts guilt and shame on us. Just keep reminding me that you love me. Keep reminding me that you died for me. Keep reminding me that there's a, the spirit of the living God actually lives inside of me. And it's here to remind me how much I'm loved. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, God loves me. I'm his favorite. Yeah. 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 You think he's so special? I'm his favorite. <laughs> See, it's by the good news that we're sanctified and sanctified. Amen? The ultimate truth is God's word and his message of the good news. And our job is to share this good news. Because guess what? The world doesn't know the good news. Did you know that? Did you know that? Because they can't hear his voice. They don't know the truth. Jesus said to Pontius Pilate, he said, I speak the truth. Wow. That must be the whole, that's the wind of the Holy Spirit following me wherever I go. He said, I testify to the truth, and everyone who belongs to the truth hears my voice. Jesus said, if you belong to the truth, you hear my voice. Those of us that have put our faith and trust in him, we can actually hear the truth. The world can't hear the truth. Pontius Pilate, you know what he said to Jesus? What is truth? And that's where we're coming to in this world now. It's like truth is whatever everybody decides it is. And you know, when the rapture happens, if you believe the rapture of the church, all the Christians, all the containers of the Holy Ghost will be removed from the earth. And that's when it's going to get crazy. Because where will the standard of truth be? Gone. And you know there's going to be some tribulation then. Amen? Thank God we're going because I don't want to be here when lies are what rules. Satan will be in total control for a short time, but the God of peace will soon crush him underneath our feet. <laughs> the world doesn't hear, but those of us that have put our faith and trust in Jesus, we do. Amen? And when we hear this truth, the Holy Spirit backs it up. 1 Thessalonians 1.5, for when we were brought, when we brought you the good news, it was not with words only, but with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. We need to be reminded over and over again that Jesus died on the cross. He did it once. That was enough. All sufficient sacrifice. Amen. Once Done for us. He loves us. John 6, 63. Jesus said, these are, this is maybe my second favorite passage of scripture. 
It is the spirit who gives life. In the King James, it says it's the spirit that quickeneth. He is the life giver. The, com- the flesh conveys no benefit whatsoever. There's no profit in it. The words, the truths that I have been speaking to you are spirit and they are life. The word is spirit. So when we speak the word, we release spiritual warfare on the enemy. The word is spirit, and the word is backed up by the spirit in us. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, speaking the word does nothing. There's plenty of people that can just go, "Eh, you know, read scriptures. But without the power and the backing of the Holy Spirit, it's just words. The flesh profits nothing. You know, when I go on Facebook and I see Christians putting up quotes of all these people except Jesus, it bothers me bothers me. Like, why are you wasting space? You have the life-giving power right here. And these words are more spirit and more life. They are quickening words. They bring the dead to life. No one's going to get saved by what Gandhi said. I got nothing against Gandhi. But his words are not those words. But if they are those words, then say them all you want. But quote him. Because there's power in that. There's power in that. What is that? That's power. That's it's the wind of the Spirit reinforcing that everything I say is true. Can I get a witness <laughs> to the truth? It should be that what we speak, we can go say, Holy Spirit, can I get a witness? Hey, Holy Spirit, can I get a witness? That what I say doesn't grieve the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit says, go ahead. Say it and mean it and believe it. Because I'm going to back it up with power. Because I am the spirit of truth. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, look, it's great that I'm here with you. But when I leave, things are going to get better. John 14 verse 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Now, When you first look at that, you're like, greater works. Okay, Jesus walked on the water. Does that mean I'm walking on the clouds? It means something more than that. It means more expansive works. Why? Because Jesus was walking around filled with the Holy Spirit. But now, just in this little corner of North Brunswick, there's 400 people right here walking with the power of the Holy Spirit in their life. We can do so much more because of the numbers of people that are carrying that power. There isn't an army rising up. You're an army rising up. It's not somewhere in the mist. That's why you changed the words to that song so we would sing it. We are an army rising up. We. I was on the line at ShopRite the other day. There was a little family, two, two people in front of me. 
little kid was there, you know, and they were counting up all the groceries that came out to like $23.90. And then they, they had the little car that the little guy wanted. He wanted a car. And the mom said, no, we can't afford that. So put the car back. And, and I'm trying to get the cashier's attendance. I'll buy the car. As long as it's not a Maserati or something. I'll buy the car. <laughs> like, no, I'm like, I'm trying. And the guy next to me is talking to the person saying, I'm thinking about buying the car. I said, I want to buy the car. I'm not going to think about doing it. I'm doing it. The Holy Spirit's telling me to do it. Get out of my way, would you? So then the guy that was in front of me was like, yeah, we're going to buy that car for you. I'm thinking, you aren't buying that car. I'm buying that car. But I'm not saying anything because the most important thing to me is that kid gets that car. And he got the little car, and he was so happy. And the Holy Spirit said to me, just be. Don't think about it. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Just be. Just do. Like we think about it so many times. If someone tells us they're sick and we start to think about it, like where we are or who they are, stop right there. The power to bring the dead to life is in you. Use it. Be it. Rise up and do it. Because when you speak it and you act on it, he will back you up. Amen? Can I get a witness? I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. I ain't talking to you. Think about it. Are we talking to the Holy Spirit? Are we aware of who lives inside of us? I, I'll tell you, I'm losing weight because I can't wait to pass 10,000. I'm close. You know what I found out? Preaching is the greatest exercise ever. I, I was telling the first service, is it like watching a tennis match with me? Like you're like this? Listen, I'm passionate about this, and I could live it a lot more. I could be responding to the Holy Spirit a lot more than I am. And what God's been teaching me through this, I'm losing weight because I'm being more aware of what I'm doing. Let's get moving. Let's be carriers of contagious power. What are you wasting time for? Why didn't you pray for that person? Why are you speaking the word? There isn't an army rising up. I'm an army rising up. You're an army rising up. What are we doing? We want to see miracles, right? We want to see the dead come to life. Amen? Do you know that people are getting saved here every week and we're just like, wow, that's cool. When I talk to my brother, when I talk to other ministers, they're like, what? Three to five people are coming up and getting saved every week? That's the power of God. That's the Holy Spirit backing up what we're doing. But we forget. We don't realize someone just crossed over from death to life. But there's, that's the greatest miracle, but there's so much more. And then we're worried about a healing or about somebody having a baby or about financial burdens or, or marriages that can be fixed instantly by the power of God. got to get passionate about this we got to start listening to the voice of the holy spirit being aware that this holy spirit has chosen to live in us we are carriers of the greatest force and power in history of the world of the universe of time
is in us. He said this, so greater works, whatever you ask in my name, I will do that, that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything, what's anything? Anything. anything in my name. See, you can ask for anything, but it's got to be in his name. You got to be able to get a witness from the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. What you're asking for is in the name of Jesus. I'll remind you, yes. Healing, yes. Prosperity, yes. Relationship building, yes. Peace, yes. Joy, yes. Listen. Some of marriages, you know, you're struggling, you're going to counseling already. That's great. But right now I say in the name of Jesus, that marriage is healed. And you know what the Holy Spirit said? Yes, it is. You know, when people come up here and they want to have babies, I'm not even... What here, come here, I'll pray for you. Have a baby. Boom! And the Holy Spirit says, yup. Like some of us, we're just graced to pray for certain things and we don't doubt. We're not double-minded about it. Some of you are graced to pray for healing or some for finances, some for people's ministry, some grace to give people words that you know and the Holy Spirit backs you up. I was just talking to a woman who, it was a little over a year ago, she was crying, she was up here, they couldn't have a baby. It's like maybe the 10th or 12th since this ministry has started. There's so many people, this one couple I remember early on, the nannaries, remember? They were praying everything. We were pouring so much oil on them, they could have fried eggs there. You know, we were just... And we were saying, you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a baby. And they were a little on in years. So then they said, Pastor Joe and Leisha, we're thinking about adopting. We said, go ahead, but you're still going to have a baby. They adopted a baby, and she got pregnant. And then there was another couple here, this African couple, and she would just wail up here every Sunday. And we were just like, listen, it's done. You don't got to wail anymore because it's getting loud. Listen, <laughs> you're going to have this baby. And she had that baby, and that baby was something else, boy. Woo! I was like, do we really pray for that baby? Because, uh, no, just kidding, but. <laughs> so this woman came up to me a couple months ago, and she was like, Pastor Joe, remember? And I didn't know. She, remember? It was about a year ago or something. You prayed that we would have a baby, and we had a baby. And I said, yeah, now I do remember. She said, we're pregnant again. So we got the double anointing here. Who wants more? Anybody? Doesn't matter how old you are. I just heard somebody, like some celebrity was like, 50 years old, hey, and they're having a baby. I'm like, that's, wow, really? Hey, honey, <laughs> you know I love kids. <laughs> I believe, I believe it. <laughs> Put that Bible down. Hiding. What I'm here to say is that life-giving power is in us, and when we speak it by faith, we bring dead things to life. It doesn't matter what it is. If your marriage is dead in the name of Jesus, we can bring it back to life by the power of the Holy Spirit. If your finances are dead, we can bring them back to life by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're dead in your head because you're depressed and oppressed, we can bring that to life by the power of the Holy Spirit, the life-giving power. Jesus said, my words are spirit, and they are life. Either they are or they're not. You decide. 
But the Holy Spirit said to me, Amen! What kind of life are we going to live? Jesus said, and I will pray the Father, he will give you another helper that he will abide with you forever. How long does the Holy Spirit stay with you? Can't get rid of him. He's like uh, the millennials these days. Can't get rid of them. They're with you forever. Some of you, I want my kids to stay with me all the time. I love it. Anybody? Can I send my kids to your house? Like forever. The Holy Spirit is with you forever. Amen. What are you laughing at? Oh. Hey, Jesus didn't leave home until he was 30. How do we know Jesus was a Jew? He worked in the family business. He didn't leave the house until he was 30. And his mother thought he was God. So, when you pray, and in verse 17, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, the world cannot receive the spirit of truth. Because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him. He dwells with you and is in you and will forever be in you. How many of you here put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Okay, I'm going to let you in a little secret. The Holy Spirit lives in you and he's never leaving. He's like a, a bad girlfriend. <laughs> Never leaving. Actually, he's, I, I'm sorry, Holy Spirit, I didn't mean that. But in other words, he's never going to leave. No matter what you do, never leaving you. Never leaving. Wherever you go, that spirit is. Wherever you are, that spirit is. That's why there are times when you're in a situation and you say something or do something and you're like, oh, I just grieved the Holy Spirit. I just upset the Holy Spirit. I didn't get an amen. Amen? amen. He's here to remind us that he's here, he is with us. When you pray in the name of Jesus, the power is not in the word itself, but in the spirit reminding you that it is true. The spirit reminding you that it is true. So when you say it, you're saying it in what? Faith. In Acts chapter 3, when, when Peter and John were on their way to church to pray, they ran into a guy who was crippled, and he was looking for money. And they said, silver and gold we don't have, but what we have, we give you. Now, that word have there has many meanings. One of them is relationship, something that you have because of relationship. It means a possession that wasn't yours that was given to you, and now you have. See, we have the Holy Spirit, and we have the Word of God. And what they said to him is this, but what we have that's been given to us because we're worthy, because Jesus died on the cross for us, the Holy Spirit that came on us and now in us, what we have we give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus yeah, there is power in the name of Jesus. But many times on the basketball court, when somebody makes a mistake, I hear, Jesus Christ. 
And I go, amen. But when they say blank, damn it, or something, I go, no, 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 no. It's not his fault. You can't shoot. That's why I say, don't be blaming God. You can't play because you just can't play. Don't blame God. But in the name of Jesus, see, when Peter said that, he knew. The Holy Spirit's backing him up. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And then they went and took the man's hand, and life came into his legs. And he not only walked, he jumped, he leaped, he danced. Why? Because Jesus said, my words are quickening, spirit-filled life. They bring what's dead alive. That's why 28 years ago when I said, Jesus, come into my heart, make me brand new, it happened. The Holy Spirit backed it up. Amen? Yeah, there's an army rising up. You're the army that needs to rise up because you have God's power in you, on you, ready to be released. And where you release it and agreement is met with that release, there will be miracles. When this, in Genesis, the spirit hovered over the water, and it just hovered until God said, let there be light. The word was spoken by faith, and boom, was creation. Now, that was matter that just had to listen to the word. But then, in the New Testament, when Jesus was to be born, and it says the Holy Spirit hovered or overshadowed Mary, the angels spoke the word to her, but they waited for one thing for Mary, and that was this. Let it be unto me. Let it be unto me. If we pray for you today and you're ready to receive what God has for you, if you're like, let that be unto me, then you can be miraculously changed today at Chain Breaking Church of North Brunswick. Chains can fall off your life in the name of Jesus if you'll be in agreement and allow the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, to come over you and to quicken those things that are dead and to break those things off of you that are dead. Amen? Stop it. Don't go to church. Be the church. Don't just read the Word. Speak the Word. Don't just ask for the Holy Spirit. Give the Holy Spirit. It's given to you so you can give it away. And then you become a conduit of the Holy Spirit. And as you do that, miracles, deliverances, everything, healings will follow you wherever you go. But it starts with you releasing first. We always want, want, want. We need to give, give, give. Amen? When the woman with the issue of blood came to Jesus, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. She touched him with faith. Something was released from him. You have something in you that can be released to those around you, that can bring healing, that can crush cancer. When the person says to you, well, I, 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 the doctor said this about me. I have a tumor here. You say, in the name of Jesus, I break that chain on your life right now. Really, really. You know, it's one thing to hear this, but will you do it? Really, that's, that's the thing. I wish I could give you a Fitbit today that reminds you that when you leave these walls, that you take the name of Jesus and really break every chain. You're a chain breaker.
you're a chain breaker. But you can't break chains if you're carrying chains. And you can't speak the word and be backed up with power unless you're a believer. So everybody bow your head with me right now. I want to make sure that everyone here knows Jesus Christ. Really, there's power in the name of Jesus, Pastor Joe? Oh, there's the power to live forever in the name of Jesus. You put your faith in him now and you will live forever in glory. Because everybody here is eternal. The question is when you leave this life, what life do you have next? You could have eternal life. You could have glory if you put your faith and trust in Jesus. I want to ask you a serious question. I don't care how long you've been going to church. You could be going for 10 years. It doesn't matter. Are you 100% sure that if you died tonight that you'd spend eternity in heaven? Are you 100% sure that when you see Jesus, he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant? Are you 100% sure that his blood covers all of your sins and you're totally forgiven? Because if you're not, you need to say this prayer today and believe it and trust it and make a decision. Because nobody can make the decision for you. Remember what I said about Mary? She said, let it be unto me. And something new was birthed in her. God wants to birth something new in your life. But he's not going to do it unless you're willing to allow him to. You do that by saying a prayer like, so I just want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Father, I know that Jesus is your son. I know he died on the cross for my sins. I need forgiveness, God. I want to live a new life. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Make me new today. Dwell with me forever. Be the power of my life. Through Jesus. Amen. Everybody keep your eyes closed, your head bowed just for a second. In respect to everybody else here. If you said that prayer, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Be empowered by the Holy Spirit to live forever in you. No one's looking right now. Raise your hand right now if that's you said that prayer, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, lift up your hand. Hallelujah. I pray that everybody here knows Jesus Christ. Were you putting up your, young, your hand, young man? Was that you? That's okay. If you did, that's, this is for you. This is your day. Think about it. For you to be a chain breaker, you have to be totally loosed. Some of you are bound up today. Some of you are bound up financially. Some of you are bound up physically. Some of you are bound up emotionally. Some of you are bound up in relationship. Some of you are bound up just in your own head. You, you don't feel like you're good enough. If any of those things apply to you, come up right now so we can break the chains over your life. Come on. Come to the front right now. If there are financial chains in your life, yokes that need to be broken, if there are relational chains that need to be broken over your life, if there's stuff that you're just chained up in your head about something, about unworthiness or insecurity, if, if there's a chain on your, on your health, you just can't seem to shake this thing. 
if there's a chain on, on you about your future, like you feel like you're bound up, like, like there's no chance for me. I need to be released of this or that. God wants to break every chain off of you. Hallelujah. Line up all the way across here. There's plenty of room. Just come over to this side. Many of you here today, you're, you're, you're stuck in a place. And that's not God. His burden is easy. His yoke is light. Some of you are carrying the world upon your shoulders right now. And you were never called to do that. Some of you are carrying the weight of your marriage, of your family relationship, to the point where it's, it's stressing your body out. It's keeping you from being everything you're supposed to be. Some of you are carrying a financial burden about your rent, about keeping food on the table, about paying your bills, about is my credit ever going to be right? I want you to come up right now. Come on, just fill this place up right now. No one should be in those kind of chains, especially a child of God. The Holy Spirit's telling you, listen, we're going to break that chain today. The Holy Spirit's going to say to you, listen, let it be unto me, the chain-breaking power. That's the name of Jesus. See, the name is backed up by the power. After that man was healed that was lame, Peter said in Acts, 13 said this or Acts 3 verse 16 I remember reading this saying wow he was explaining how the chain was broken off this man talking about Jesus and he said in his name Jesus name through faith in his in his name has made this man strong Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. See, God wants the glory. And, and, and every chain that is broken off your life today, it's because you believe in the name of Jesus, the name that we are proclaiming, the name that we are speaking over you for every chain to be broken in your life. We're going to start to worship right now. And, he, and as you say, there is power in the name of Jesus. What you're saying is, yes, I do believe that. Yeah, I do believe there's power in the name of Jesus. That's why this song is so powerful, because you're speaking it, and you're saying it, and the Holy Spirit's telling you, yes, there is power in the name of Jesus. And yes, you can be healed. And yes, you can be totally changed today. And yes, if you listen in the Spirit, you can actually hear the chains falling off your life. I literally have heard the links fall off my own life where I was chained up by the enemy. Are you ready to say, yes, Lord, let it be unto me. Let every chain be broken in my life. If you are, just start to worship Him right now. Just lift up your hands and surrender to what he has to say about the power in his name. Hallelujah. 